The squigglies are squiggling. You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Troy. It's evening while we are recording. This is Trophy Horse, episode 367. As you can already tell, it's going to be an awesome show because I am hosting. I am your host tonight, this evening, this week. I yield to no one. We are down two whores. Don't have Steven. Don't have Tricky. He was doing his epic 25-hour stream for Extra Life this weekend. So he is uh, probably catching up on some sleep. But, I do have the man, the myth, and the legend this week. It's Alex. Oh, pshaw. You're too kind, to you. I know, I know. Yeah, they know this is going to be a good episode because we're the dynamic duo. We're the most feared duo in the galaxy. Maybe, maybe a, a rung down from Ratchet and Clank. But we are feared among many. Many. Because they know that we bring the pain. Yes. So, we'll jump right into our updated trophy count, or at least as updated as we can get there. Um, Tricky is still a level 39 with a trophy count of 9,734 with a platinum count of 116. Um, I have to say, I was updating the trophy count the best that I could, and uh, Tricky's trophy count doesn't quite jive with PlayStationProfiles.com. Now, I do know that there is a Delay an update, but it's not quite jiving, but I'll go with what's on here, because that's just how I roll. But I'm not going to call shenanigans yet, but it seems... Well, didn't he say last week that he's got some that need to, like, carry over from another account or some other website or something? Uh, I I was listening to the show today, from last week, and he was talking about how it, it wasn't populating properly or he didn't count them until they were populated on PSN or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. But there's some funny business going on. All I'm saying is is this count that I just announced is more than PlayStationProfiles.com. So I'm sure when he hears this next week, he will have an explanation. So, Alex. Or an excuse. Or, or an excuse. excuse. He'll have an excuse. Yes. Alex, where are you at this week? Level 31, 6,800 total trophies. Uh, I don't really know how I fucked that up because 6,800 is a really nice round, easy to say number. It is. I like that. Somehow I went too far with it. Um, And a platinum count of 100 platinums in 99 games. That is... Because, you know, there's that whole Sly Cooper cross-save thing that I couldn't get around. No, but hey, you admit it. So that's cool stuff. So me, I earned a whopping one trophy this week. I think it was, may have been Rocket League or it may have been Rock Band 4. I don't 100% remember. You've been playing a lot of Rocket League. I have been playing a lot of Rocket League. Well, we've got, we kind of, I kind of re, rejuvenated me when you and I were going through the club's trophy. And I'm like, you know, 
I really need to put this, the, the, the certified and the veteran trophy out of the way. So I started playing through the Haunted Hollows and I start, I, I put on a certified item that I hadn't used in any of my, you know, on any of my other games playing with the guys. So I was, you know, my stat was zero with it. And I'm like, I'm going to give this a whirl. And it was for shots on goals. So I figured online shots on goals is my best bet because I don't always win a lot of games and I don't always score a lot of goals. I'm a good, in online games, I'm a good support guy. So shots on goals would be good for me. So I'm up to, I think it is, uh, I think I'm like, I know I'm north 150. So I've already got the one trophy for certifying one. And I got to get the 200 shots for veteran. And that'll be that trophy. So I'm north of 150. So I, th- that's what I've been playing a lot lately. So like I said, it was either Rock Band 4 or Rocket League. But either way, I'm still at a level 27. Trophy count of 5579. Five, and a platinum count of 86. I know it's kind of rather meager. But I am proud that I did meet my goal this year. Of My goal was to average a platinum a month. So at least 12 platinums. I think I'm at like 13 for the year. So, and I still might knock out another one or two before the end of the year, but that's where I sit as of today. I've been working a lot of overtime. Haven't really been able to play a lot. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, (laughs) these days I'd say that one platinum a month is pretty respectable. We can't all be Sid grinding through all those games to get, you know, 5, 10, 15 platinums a week. And we all don't want to be tricky buying games, downloading games off a Hong Kong account or a Port- account from Portugal, a Brazilian account, a Madagascar account, a New Zealand account. We don't want all to be tricky who's playing the same game four times for four easy Platinums. So I'd say that 12 Platinums in a year is pretty respectable. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I've been, ever since the Trophy War, I've been kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try to average one a month, you know? So, I don't always get a platinum a month, but my goal is, by the end of the year, have at least 12. Last year, I didn't get there. I think I got, oh, I want to say like six or seven. This year, I was able I was able to get there. Now, granted, I did, you know, I, I think I knocked out like Batman and, and something else, but there were some other games that I, I really worked at. I know I got one in, oh... Birds of Steel, which was which is a PS3 game, that is no joke to getting that platinum, and I'm quite proud of it. So I mean, I have gotten some harder ones along the way. So well, let's move on down the list. Steven is a level 15 with a trophy count of 2,077. It may have gone up. I don't have his uh, ability to look on PSN profiles to double check it. So if it's incorrect, I apologize. And his platinum count is at 11. Now, Sid's last on the list, but he is first in the platinum category. His counts are off as well because I don't I don't think I have him. I might have. Let me go back and check. We'll, we'll live update it if I'm wrong. I do have him on here. Sid is currently... At a trophy count of, well, let me, uh, he's a level 35. 29% at that. With a trophy count of 
7,899 and a platinum count of 136. Killing it. Sid's doing real well. I mean, we, you know, I challenged Tricky to 100 Platinums, which Tricky beat me to because we all figured that he would. Um, but Sid was the one who's like, I'm not playing with you all. I'm going to win my own race. So he kind of took the torch and just ran right ahead of all of us. Oh, he he's like gone. Like, Tricky's trying to catch him. Tricky's 20 Platinums behind him. I mean, even if Tricky gets there, none of us is going to acknowledge it. <laughs> Because he, he's playing the same game four times, and Sid's playing individual games, so. Yeah, I mean, Sid's been playing, like, God of War and Bioshock and the Ar- and the Batman Arkham games, so what Sid's playing takes far longer than what Tricky's playing. Yeah. He's talking, Tricky is talking about getting games in under an hour. Yeah, so. So, like I said, I'll, I'll, we'll dive into what we're playing. I haven't been playing much, you know. Overtime has spiked again at work. I've been squeezing in some here and there. Uh. Played some Rock Band this week. Played some Rocket League. Uh, that's really about it. Was going to restart Red Dead. Uh, my niece came over, spent the night, wanted to hang out with her uncle. So we kind of played Rock Band and and Rocket League. Those were kind of the two games she wanted to play. She also played, she's big into Batman right now. So I was like, she's like, well, you need to start Arkham Knight. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready to start Arkham Knight yet. And I'm like, um, I'm like, well, I do, I do have a Batman game on here, so I let her play episode one of Batman: The Telltale Series, and absolutely, she was absolutely in love with it. Like all day today, she's like, let me play episode two. I'm like, you don't have enough time to play episode two before we take you home, so I don't want you to start it. Something to look forward to when you come back the next time. So she's like, I need to buy a PlayStation Four. I want to, I want to play this Batman game. <laughs> So, I, I may have hooked another one. No, the Batman Arkham games are really good. I, well, I can speak to City and Asylum. I never played... Um... I I have Night. That, that, that was my PlayStation 4 bundle that I bought. I haven't gotten to Night yet. I was, at the time, working through Origins, even though I know that wasn't a Rocksteady game. Um, I did tell my niece that, well, if you're going to play Night, you should probably really play... Asylum and City first, because this is the final game of that story arc. I mean, you probably could get away with not playing them, but you should probably play all of them. And so she was like, she was like, well, I don't have it. I'm like, well, maybe somebody may get it for you for Christmas. So, but drop foreshadowing, dropping it, <laughs> dropping hints, dropping hints. She was we we, cause we had we had a big talk about Batman, and she was like, "A lot of my friends say City's the best one," and I'm like, "Well, that's a, that's a fair statement. I personally like Asylum, but I don't I I don't dislike City enough to sit there and go, well, that's stupid. No, that's a that's a fair argument. And and I know you like City a lot, Alex. I think City. I mean, I think City's better than Asylum. I think after that, like once they started talking about the city's twice the size of, of city of Arkham City, I'm like, eh, <laughs> that's a little bit too much for me. If you're introducing like Batman can swing around the city with his his gadgety gadget gadget tree, you don't need the Batmobile. So the fact that they had implement the Batmobile because the city's so big tells you something. But I felt like City was it was just big enough, like it wasn't too big, 
but it was bigger than Arkham, Arkham Asylum, which itself was a great game. But the freedom to roam around Arkham City and find all the little, um, the uh, Easter eggs and the gyms and everything, like find all the hidden stuff, that was really awesome. And I felt like the city wasn't overwhelming, like it wasn't too big, like I said. Um, whereas Arkham Asylum just kind of led you around like a very um, narrow, linear course. I like the freedom of Arkham City a little bit, and plus, you really didn't have to do a ton within the city. I mean, you kind of did, but, like, they, they also, like, kept you focused on the main objectives without giving you too much. Like, there wasn't much sprawl with, like, say, Infamous or Grand Theft Auto. So I, I think City is the best one. So, um, what, what have you been playing this week, sir? Well, after uh, finishing up some Bold Boy, I started playing this game called Pinstripe, uh, it's a um, a platformer. Um, it's a shorter game, but it uh, basically takes you through six six levels of hell. But uh, like I've described on a previous episode of Trophy Horse, it's not like the typical biblical hell that you think of, like lakes of fire and just the devil there with a pitchfork. Um, it's kind of a, a reimagining of hell, kind of like Hellblade, um, not like Hellblade in the, the imagining itself. But you do play through hell. Um, you uh, the enemy, the villain, Mister Pinstripe, which I would assume is some kind of devil character, some demonic character, uh, has stolen your daughter and he's trying to adopt her. And you're trying to stop it from happening. Uh, it's a short game. You can get through it. There's a trophy for getting through it uh, in under an hour speedrun. It's really simple. Um, so the game is really cool. It's, it's a nice imagining of hell. It's a nice use of music. Uh, it's not super hard, but it's still a game that you can enjoy getting through and feel accomplished. Um, the only downside is the final boss fight. It's really, um, it's kind of a letdown because it's, it's kind of an easy boss fight and it's kind of slow paced, so it feels kind of tedious. So, like, against the, the fantastic art style and the use of music and sound design and, and the characters in the story, it feels like a very flat ending to everything. Uh. Um, but I will say it, it is one of those, we'll call it, that we'll use the, the trope Metroidvania, where you get, where you, uh, you go through the story and then you unlock certain things that help you get items back uh, a couple levels or areas beforehand, so you have to kind of backtrack in some. There's not; It's a shorter game, so there's not too much backtracking. But it's an enjoyable game, and they, like I think if you're hooked by the art style, like the, the story will keep you engrossed too. So it's one of those games that you'll know if you kind of like it right away because you'll see the art style, and if you, if you don't like the art style, it's, it's not going to click with you. But I feel like the art style is really what's going to pull you in, and the story will keep you going. So, uh, the gameplay is kind of secondary to all that, but it's still a fun game. Well, that's good. And, and, and that's one of them, like, small, indie-ish more type games, right? Yes, absolutely. It's uh, done by Atmos Games, uh, a game by Thomas Brush. Awesome. I, I, I think they're starting to, more of those indie games are starting to get more popular. With, and I'm probably behind the times. They've probably been popular for a while, but more popular with console gamers as they're starting to get their foothold in their, in their platform, whereas they're starting to reach more of a broad base of, of, of gamers, so, which, I find, which I think is cool because we've run across a few that we've spoke very highly of. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I bought from the, the Sale of the Dead or the Sale of the Damned. I cannot remember the name of the, the Halloween. I think it was Sale of the Dead. Okay. I bought three indie games. Uh, like I said, Bull Boy, Pinstripe, and then... Um, Flipping Death. So I bought three indie games based on their art styles. So yeah, like I've always been one to champion those games. Um, 
I do like some of the bigger games, but I'm kind of more in between everything than, say, Tricky would be, where he mostly plays AAA games or games that you can get the platinum in in five seconds just by farting on the controller. Done. So let's roll into our topics. Um, it's going to be kind of a probably, probably a short one. Everything on everything I could find was more like Red Dead. Where to find this? Where to find that? Yada yada. And I'm sure you guys are you don't want to hear that. But what I did. I mean, to be to be fair, we're getting to the holidays where <laughs> we know all the games that are coming out. So you get into that dead period where there's maybe a month and a half of nothing to talk about, except for of course the games you've been playing. And luckily for us. Usually when we have like a two, like a three-man, four-man crew, we literally have no problem getting to the 40-minute mark just talking about what we've been playing or just shooting the shit. So yeah. not going to be an issue. No, not going to be an issue. So it, 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 it's been an ongoing thing with games as of late. We, we've all complained about it or we've all accepted it. So I, I'm going to read about Fallout 76 here shortly. But, but the, the question that I post to the Horedom and my co-host, Day One Patches. Big day one patches. Are they the norm, or are they just annoying? And we can get to we can get to Alex's answer here once I read about Fallout seventy six. As coming from PlayStation Universe, they report that the game will be getting a fifty four point six gig day one patch that addresses many of the issues players found in the beta. This on top of a forty five gig install base. To download the game, so you're at over 100 gigs of download. So hopefully you haven't hit your data cap yet. But I I had that with Red Dead. I forget how big the initial, I mean, there was a, there was a big install because you had, you know, two discs, one to install, one to play. But then it still had a big day one patch. So what, what I'm posting to Alex is this just something that we should that we're used to now? We should get used to, or is it really annoying? These really big day one patches. I mean, <laughs> whether we like it or not, developers are going to use them. I think it sucks because if you're releasing a game day one that needs a big patch, you're clearly recognizing that there are serious issues within the game that need to be fixed, but you had to hit a deadline, so you're going to release it anyway and then just patch it. As long as the issues are fixed, I guess it doesn't matter, but it's kind of a shitty way to do business to release a to release a buggy or broken product only to have to release a big you know patch on the first day so that people have to download it in order to play the game or get a trophy or have you know some stability to the online network. So I think the developers will still continue to use it. I don't think it'll be the norm because I think there are enough quality developers out there to kind of circumvent this problem. But then there will also there'll still be developers that use this. Bethesda probably will be one because you know their games can be quite buggy. A lot of their games are quite large, and that you know games you know there's certain issues you can't really play test for. But I think Bethesda has been one of those publishers that's kind of like we kind of expect their games to be kind of janked a little bit. And but the good thing with with that though is Bethesda keeps working on their games. It's not like, you know, they, they're going to release this 50, 55 gig day one patch and be like, okay, we're done. Peace out. We'll see you at DLC time. They, they keep coming back as bugs arise. They keep fixing it. So it's, it's expected that they will, they will keep working on it. I'm, I'm always annoyed by it because, you know, like Alex was saying, you know, you, you release a game and it's buggy, so you're fixing it. 
at least, you know, I'm, I'm torn on that. I'm annoyed by the big patch, but hey, at least you acknowledged it right away and fixed it. But when you're on a limited play schedule, as, as some of, you know, as adult gamers with kids or, you know, if you're working, you know, a lot of overtime or whatever, you know, if you're on a limited play schedule, you get this game day one and you got to sit around for a while, you know, depending on how your internet speed is, you know, up to an hour for this update that cuts into your playing time. And it's, it's really annoying. I, I don't think it's going away. Like Alex said, it, it's going to be around. It's something that we just have to live with it, you know, and either, unfortunately, either you accept it and you're okay with it, or you just kind of live with the annoyance. And I just kind of live with the annoyance. I'm never going to be okay with it. I'm just going to live with it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I think, unfortunately, as games to become bigger, um, there are more problems that arise. And like I said, they can't play test for everything or every situation. So something you encounter in the game that you just, your experience in the way that you jump or where you land, it's going to pop up occasionally. So patches are necessary. I think it's great that they can fix games on the fly like this, but to have a day one patch, you're basically recognizing that you release the game in a less than ideal condition and you know about it. So it, it's, it's a shitty way to do business, but at the same time, <clears throat> at the same time, it's kind of become uh, just... Not the norm, but it's been accepted that sometimes it just happens and there's really nothing, no amount of griping that's going to, you know, take it away. They're around. It's, it, it's a part of gaming now. So, we'll move on to our next topic. Might be kind of a short one. We'll, we'll see what, what we come up with. But in a, uh, in a quarterly earnings meeting, Take-Two CEO Strauss... Zelnick uh, said that we will be getting a beta, a public beta, at the end of the month for Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, no official release date was announced for it, but there you go. There will be a beta at the end of the month. There's no information on where you can go to sign up for it, but... You know, if you're already through Red Dead and you've done everything, here comes the online part. If you've already gotten through all of Red Dead, when did you sleep? I don't know. There's a lot. Just in the little that I've played, I'm already like, man, this game's massive. <laughs> and every and all like, like what I have to say at the opening of the show, you know, all the information is where to find this legendary pal, how to do this, where to find this, you know, where to find these little Easter eggs, and I'm just like, holy cow, this game is massive, which is cool, I'm gonna really like it when I really get into it and restart it, but I was just like, man, I really hope I can get the platinum in it, but I don't know. It's gonna be a tough chest, I mean, you're gonna have to put a lot of hours into that game. I know, I, 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 I got the platinum for Red Dead Redemption, the first one. And the trophy list doesn't seem overly hard, but the game just seems so massive. I, I can see where it not a lot of people, you know, get the platinum unless you're really dedicated. So 
Now, here's something that's interesting. And in, a lot of you out in the horde may have already read about this. I, I When I put it in the, the agenda, I didn't do my due diligence to see if it was within the last week. This was actually probably a couple of weeks ago when, when this came out. But I don't believe we've touched on it. And it, and it kind of it piqued my interest. So, Ubisoft is removing graphic imagery from Rainbow Six Siege as it expands its game into the Asian market. Have you heard about this, Alex? I have not, sir. Okay, so, uh, Ubisoft Montreal is currently prepping its Rainbow Six Siege for the Asian market. So, with that, they had to make some changes to the game. So, that means removing, like, most of its graphic imagery. And the reason that they did this is because, like, um, they took out, uh, like, knives. You know, knives in the kill feed to indicate melee kills. They took out the slots and gambling machines, the neon lights... That first outlined a nude woman. Now it's just a hand. And in the and for the Chinese market, they took out, or not just for the Chinese market, and most and they, they took out skulls have been removed or altered because in the Chinese market, that's like really bad. So I guess my question to you, Alex, and the reason they did this, before I ask you the question, the reason they did this was so that way it's one one uniform game for all markets. So that way when they change and update the game from here on out, it's one change for all regions, not, well, this is the change for the Asian market, this is the change for the North American market. For that... I, I understand that business model is probably cheaper for them. It's a lot easier to make one universal patch than it is to, okay, we got a patch for this market, a patch for that market, and a patch for, you know, for all your different markets. But the game's been out for quite a while. I can see how if you're a big fan of this game, you're annoyed. What are What's your thoughts on this, Alex? I thought at first, you know, I, I just realized that you said they've, they've done this across the board and not just for the certain regions. Um, I can understand how they would want to have the same experience for everybody, but also like culturally we're very different from other countries of the world, other continents. Uh, well, we're not a continent. We're part of North America, but other countries of the world were very different in, in our society and our cultural views and everything. So I think having different, um, uh, taking everything out of everyone's experience instead of leaving it in, I think they should do it on a cultural basis. If they think something's going to offend somebody, take it out of that version. Um, if they think it's going to, um, you know, if they think another thing is going to offend somebody else, take it out. But I think that they, I don't think they should take everything out of the North American version because it offends somebody uh, in the East. Or they shouldn't take something out of, you know, uh, something that's sent to the power regions because it's seen as offensive here to the United States. Generally, it's not really. There's not much seen as offensive here in the United States. Well, there is, but in video games, we tend to let things fly much more than they would in other countries. So I think they ought to do it like they ought to change things in games based on that culture, as opposed to, to changing them all. Now, as you said, that might not be financially um, uh, doable. It might not be feasible. 
but I, as a gamer, like, I don't want my experience changed because something might offend somebody else in another country unless it's, like, super graphic. I'm not overly uh, a big fan of the idea. I mean, it be, because, like, if, if I've been playing Siege for a while and these are the, you know, the, the images I've seen and what I like, and now all of a sudden you, you take them out, I, I would feel like you're... You're lessening my experience. I don't like it, but yet I, I understand why they're doing it. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I don't like it. I, that's all I can say. I, w I wish I had something, something better than that, but it just, it bugs me. And it's okay to be bugged by that, um... I don't think it takes away from necessarily the game experience. Like it's not like it makes the game unplayable. No, it doesn't. It just, it just, it's something that I don't know. It's something at my core, just that that that's not right. But in the end, like whether they take it out or not, people still want to play the game. So it's not really going to change their sales much. People may gripe a little bit on online message boards. They may say things here and there, but it's not going to change the quality of the game. No, it won't. No, and, and they made sure to tell everybody that that it's not going to affect gameplay. So here's so we're going to roll to our last topic, and I, and I put this in there. I found it kind of cool. So we, you've heard us complain here on the show. Most of the people that we run into all online games can kind of be jerks. Now I I will kind of say that lately my Rocket League experience has been pretty cool been running you know I, I play casual don't play ranked I'm not that good or I don't feel like I'm that good but I've run into a lot of games where people are a heck of a lot better than me in casual and they're cool when I make mistakes you know I've, I've been like my bad and they're like nah hey it happens so I've run into a group of people lately that has been really cool so speaking of something really cool if you've played Battlefield 1 you know that it's a World War 1 based game and that, as of recording today, it is November 11th, which is Veterans Day here observed here in the States. But it also is the day that World War I ended. And, it, and so to commemorate the 100th year anniversary of the end at World War I, at 11 a.m. local time, a group of players in Melbourne, Australia... All stopped, all stopped attacking each other, and they held a basically kind of like what they held a two-minute moment of silence to commemorate the 100th year anniversary of the end of World War One. I. I thought that was kind of cool, and they said not everybody all over the servers, you know, did that, but. This was the biggest one, and there were little patches of here and there that groups of people all just stopped fighting at 11 a.m. I that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that's extremely cool. Uh, I wouldn't have even thought about that, but for people just to stop shooting at the 100-year anniversary is pretty awesome that people are actually cognizant of that. That's what I thought. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that that was, that was when World War One ended. So, I mean, like... Kudos to those people. And I'm sure that they were in part of some group and they were like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Feel free to join us. But either way, I mean, that's just, that's awesome. Kind of like an uplifting story. I don't know. 
Well, we need as many of those as we can get. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I know obviously the Treaty of Versailles officially ended World War One. I, I don't. I didn't know the date. For, for so for someone to know that and actually think, hey, this would be cool, and other people to get on board. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. No, somebody knowing this, obviously, there's a lot of people that probably know the day that it ended, the, the anniversary. But for other people to get on board and actually cooperate, that's really what's, you know, especially in like an online shooter when, you know, someone is thinking, oh, I'll take advantage of this because, you know, hey, I'm the only one shooting. Yeah, no one else is shooting. I can really get my kills, kills up. But no, it was really cool. And then on top of that, uh, I may say his name wrong. Jan David Hassel of EA Dice, uh, it was posted on Reddit, and he saw it, so then he took it and posted it on Twitter to even acknowledge it himself that, you know, people in the game that he helped make did this. So, I mean, it, it really cool, and I thought it would be kind of a neat way to, to end the show that, you know, even though we all complain about there's a bunch of not nice people online that... There are pockets of really cool people out there. Well, a lot of times the vocal minority, a bunch of assholes, I mean, that's where, you know, we say that, you know, we have one bad experience with someone online and online gaming sucks. We have a few bad apples kind of ruin the entire bunch. But that doesn't mean that just because some people are dicks, it doesn't mean there's a lot of, there aren't a lot of great people out there who play games who like to get online and are actually respectful and can actually act like a human being to other people in an online community. Exactly. Um, so now we're going to throw it across the pond to Sid for Sophie's Trophies. So, Sid, take it away. Hey guys, how are we all? Sid again with Sophie's Trophies 55. Um, I'm not doing Batman this week, guys, because I'm a little bit late recording. I'm going to do Castlevania Requiem, Symphony of the Night, and Rondo of Blood. Um, as the game has a shared trophy list between the, both games, I will do Rondo of Blood this week, um, Symphony of the Night next week when I finish it, I'm very close to that, and I will go back onto Batman uh, with Arkham City um, the week after. Um, so, you know, let's just jump straight into this one, guys. The first trophy, as always, the Platinum, a miserable little pile of secrets, an ultra-rare 3.3% trophy. Um, the Young Huntress, Rescue Maria Renard. This one is a 22.2% rare trophy. Prayers Answered, Rescue Tara. Very rare, 8.1% trophy. Just Want the Doctor Ordered, Rescue Iris. This one is a 7.5% very rare trophy. And Nothing But Annette, which is Rescue Annette. This one is a very rare 9.2% trophy. Um, they are all relatively easy to find, these characters, guys. Um, you know... I'm not going to go through every location because, to be honest, I can't quite remember them all. Um, but I, uh, the first character, which is Maria, she is in level 2. Um, very easy to find. Um, you get chased by a big creature, a behemoth, I believe it's called. And as you're running away from it, hit the candle sticks to get items. One of them is a key. If you keep that key and head into the next little area, there is a door at the bottom. Um, when you go past the fishmen, um, use the key there and you will rescue uh, Maria. Um, intercepted. Catch the magic crystal from a boss. 
uh, when you kill a boss guys uh, jump up and catch the crystal before it hits the floor easy enough to do this one is a 48.1% rare trophy whip it good defeat 15 enemies with Richter's extended weapon or whip this one is a 33.1% rare trophy. Um, as you're playing the game, guys, you basically press forward whenever you press uh, your attack button and you will uh, extend your whip a little bit. Do that 15 times and um, you will get the trophy. Come no more. Test the ferryman's patience. This one is a 6.6% very rare trophy. Um, this one, guys, I think it's in the alternate level 3 and when you see some uh, logs... Uh, beneath you they seem to disappear off the screen you can actually jump on these logs guys and ride it all the way down to the bottom where you find the ferryman um, go onto his boat he takes you across a little pond or whatever it is jump off his boat and then jump back on it again when you jump back on it he will give you an item um, jump back off it and jump back on again um, he will give you something else and if you do it again he will tell you to come no more um, and that will give you your trophy Vampire Killer. Complete any stage with a no damage uh, bonus. This one is a 10.7 very rare trophy. Easy enough to do guys, just do it on the first level. Um, it's not too difficult. The Dragon Boss does have fireballs which can be a little bit unpredictable but even if you have to start the level again, you're looking at 4 minutes maximum to get through it. You don't belong in this world. Defeat Dracula as Richter. This one is an 8.0% very rare trophy, so finish the game with the main character. Um, and not to be underestimated, defeat Dracula as Maria. This one is a 7.3% very rare trophy. Uh, Maria is a great character. Once you unlock her, um, I did the rest of the game with her, to be honest, apart from the uh, Richter um, trophy. Uh, she moves faster. Um, can double jump um, and it's just a lot easier to use to be fair it's up to you how you want to play the game but I chose Maria because I liked using the character um, and then there is the full Belmonte which is complete 100% of the game this one is a very rare 5.8 uh, trophy now 100% uh, is do all alternate levels find all alternate routes um, and defeat all bosses and rescue the four characters it's not too difficult the game is not very big um, a bit of perseverance and you will do it it is good fun to play I didn't think I would like it to be honest because I'm not I love Symphony of the Night I think that's a great game but the older Castlevanias have always seemed to be a bit more clunky for me but I enjoyed this one guys and it didn't take that long to finish um, I'm doing Symphony of the Night at the moment. I'm not quite there. I have four more trophies to get on that one. So I will do that one next week, guys, uh, which will finish off these, this uh, collection. The collection itself is very bare bones, but, you know, you get what you pay for and it's not overly expensive. So that is it from me this week, guys. Um, if you want to get in touch, uh, Sid at ProvenGamer.com um uh sydney on the email sorry guys very tired today or through the facebook group or through psn which is sidders1978 so that's it from me guys very tired me um i will talk to you next week hope that was okay and keep getting those trophies bye and welcome back thank you sid for that awesome sophie's trophy Unfortunately, I don't have a topic of the week. Um, Alex, you got anything off the top of your head? 
To be honest, I mean, not really. Uh, I mean, I think we, we had some, some good topics in there, some, some stuff that kind of deviated from Red Dead but still touched on Red Dead. So, I mean, I, I feel like we're, uh, we're good to kind of just kind of go ahead and clean this shit up. All right. We can do that. The only thing I was going to throw out there, I'll do this real quick. We asked, I was talking about this uh, pre-show. If, as of right now, because I haven't seen GameStop's Black Friday ad, but if you're looking for video games, the cheapest prices I've seen so far, check out Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy. I don't know if you can order them online yet on Black Friday, but if you got a Best Buy in your area, that would be the place to go to get some games because they're they're cheaper than well, some of the places I've seen. Just throwing that out there. So, Alex wants to clean this shit up. So, well, yeah, let me ask you before we get out of here. Do you actually go out on Black Friday early enough to get the big deals, or you just go out later to kind of scavenge for like movies and, and video games that might be kind of left over that are still good prices? I just go out and scavenge. I really don't. I, you know, the when I first started going Black Friday shopping, I don't know, a few years ago, we'll say eight, nine years ago, I did get up. I didn't get up to overly fight the crowd. I would, I, would get up like maybe after the initial opening because I wasn't going to stand in line forever. And it, it it just annoyed me. Shoulder to shoulder with people, people being rude. And I just wanted to knock people out. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here to get something. You're here to get something. You know, let's just go in and get it. And if it ain't there, it ain't there. So I, I, I learned after that experience that if it's something that I really, really want, I have to decide if I really want to fight the crowd. And so far, I haven't come across that. I've I, I look at the the Black Friday ads that leak online early, and I you know I might want this, I might want that. And for the most part, my my wife and I have always gone a couple of hours after everything kind of starts, and you can't find parking, but when you go into the stores, you can pretty much walk through. And if the really good deals, if there's something still there, awesome, we'll pick it up. If it ain't there, I wasn't fighting the crowd to get it anyway. And we go around and we kind of just, oh, this is still here, awesome, I'll, I'll get it. You know, pretty much the video games are always all there. They're they're not completely cleaned out. You can still find them. And if not, pretty much all the major stores are all the same prices, if not maybe off five bucks. So it's really good price here. Oh, they don't have any. Okay, well, I'll go over across town and I'll get it here for five bucks more. Um, you know, it's not going to hurt that much that I paid five more bucks for it. So that's kind of how I do my Black Friday shopping. If, if if it's not there, oh, well, you know, last year, Walmart offered you could order Black Friday pricing Wednesday at 12.01. So there was a few items that my wife and I really wanted to get at 12.01. We ordered it online, had it delivered to the house. Didn't have to fight the crowd at all. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, online, a lot of retailers are extending those deals online even days afterwards. So I think a lot of people just – a lot of people do their Christmas shopping or their holiday shopping on that day. But I think a lot of people get a rush out of being in those large crowds among – like it, it's exciting for some people, I, I assume – why else would you be out? Because do you really need another TV or another laptop? 
Um, I know that Ashley is not a huge fan of crowds. She's more of an introvert. I actually went out a couple years ago on Black Friday and someone hit my car and then that was a whole ordeal to get it fixed. Now the lady fixed it and you know, her insurance took care of everything. But having to go through that process is, is annoying. And just being out in those crowds and people are just not paying attention. They're just kind of, I don't know, it's just a mass of people. And, you know, you see all the videos of people. I don't mean to laugh before I say this. But the no, people it, it is funny. getting get in fights, fights at Walmart. No, no, it's funny. Yeah, and, and in the worst cases, people actually like shooting at other people over some dumbass electronics. Yeah. But when we go to Churchill Downs every year for Thanksgiving for the buffet and the horse races, because that's how we do in Kentucky, we will pass by Best Buy and there will be a line of tents around Best Buy for people missing Thanksgiving to line up to spend to spend the night to get some laptop or some video game system or some television. And I'm just like... I'm so glad that I will never be one of those people that needs to sleep in a tent outside of a Best Buy on on Thanksgiving in order to get some stupid trinket. Yeah, I, I remember, I you know, as a kid, hearing about all this on the news. And I remember when I first started working at the lumberyard, I had to be at work on Black Friday at, I think it was five or six in the morning because we had a truck coming in, not because, you know, we're a lumber yard. We weren't doing black Friday stuff. We had our delivery truck came in that early. So I was on my way in and I, I would drive by the, at the time, the local Kmart and they were wrapped around the building waiting for the store to open up. And I'm just like, is there any, is there ever anything that I want that bad? And I have yet to come across something on Black Friday where I I really wanted something. The the only thing I ever I ever quote unquote fought the crowd for was when we decided to get an iPad. Walmart had it where they, they it was guaranteed in stock. If you got there, oh I don't know. Let's say they started their sales at six o'clock. If you were there by 8 o'clock and in line, it was guaranteed to be in stock. So that was the one year that we kind of fought the crowd. So that way we were guaranteed to get one at the price they had it. And it was a really good price. So, and, and, and that was the only time I ever really fought the crowd. Other than that, like I said, you go a couple hours after the initial rush. You may have to wait in line because... God forbid you have more than two lanes open on Black Friday, but I, I, you know, I walk in, I mosey around, I grab this, I grab that, and I walk out, and I don't have to punch anybody or feel like I want to punch anybody just for people being jerks. Not because not not because I want to punch people, just because people are just being rude and jerks. Yeah, you don't come across as a violent person, Yield. No, I, I, I try not to be. I, I, I can get, I can get that way, but I just don't be rude and don't be a jerk. It's, it'll be there tomorrow. You just may have to pay twenty dollars more. Although you are kind of cutthroat when it comes to Rocket League. Well, yeah, that I am. I'm, I'm a little more cutthroat in my video games. But I mean. 
really, if it's clothing, if there's a good deal on clothing, which is, yes, it's practical, but if there's a good deal on clothing, I'll, you know, venture out for that. And, you know, DVDs, video games, sure, more DVDs than anything, but, you know, I'm so, like, digitally focused these days with everything, and I just want to download things that, you know, the lure of discs no longer holds what it used to for me. So Black Friday is... It's something I can go out and not be super phased with when it comes, because I'm an extrovert and I don't mind being in crowds, but it's also something that I'm completely happy to avoid because I'll just do some shopping online. Exactly. Oh, and one other thing. I, uh, like I said, GameStop's ad's not out yet. I also saw the uh, the only place I've seen PlayStation Plus on sale was Best Buy, $40. Black Friday. So if you need to re-up your PlayStation Plus... That's been the best deal so far. If I see anything anywhere else, I'll try to post it on the Facebook group. But I thought 40 bucks for Plus, that's not hateful. Not at all. Any kind of like break we can get on that is... Because it's 60 now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it went up to 60 So I, I think I'm, I'm either good through next year or good through 2020. I might pick me up one year of it. Just, I mean, because you, you don't know when it's going to go on sale. If it goes on sale, and it, I, I, I want to say last year they didn't have any on sale, or if it was, it was only like fifty bucks. You know, it, it, it they haven't had a good sale since oh, it was like three or four years ago when it was basically half off. So it, went, it was fifty then, so you got it for twenty five. It was something like that. It was basically half off. So I stocked up then. And then the following year, you could buy, uh, what was it? It was the three-month cards. So you could buy five three-month cards for the price of a full year. So basically, it was like buy a year, get three free, in, in essence. Those have been like the two best deals for Plus I've ever seen. So I don't think twenty. I don't think forty bucks for a year is bad. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm just waiting for Toys R Us's ad to come out. I think you're going to be waiting a while, but you just keep hoping. Ah, oh, the giraffe is dead. Childhood is dead. It, it's dead, man. It's dead. G- gone are the Kmart's and the Toys R Us's, and soon the Sears's. Our, our, our childhood's gone, man. I, you know, I wonder, I, I was about to say I often wonder, I don't actually often wonder, but like this gets me thinking, like just saying Toys R Us, because I remember the experience that I had as a kid walking through Toys R Us and like going to the video game aisle where they had the little pouches with all the little slips of paper that you had to take to the window to actually get the video game. It was like a magical experience for me, like just this realm of wonderment. And I go into Toys R Us as an adult or when they were still open and it's like, God, this is like... This might as well just be, like, an elongated janitor's closet. Like, this is terrible. Like, do kid, did kids, like, nowadays, did they have a, like, the same experience that I had at Toys R Us? Or was it just kind of, like, did I really imagine Toys R Us far more, like, magically than I should have? I don't, you know, I've wondered stuff like that. Because, like, I walk down the toy aisle anymore, and I'm like, man, this stuff passes as toys. You know, the only aisle I walk down and I ooh and ah over, I still ooh ah over the Lego aisle. I will I will walk down the Lego aisle and be like, man, I'd like to have that. You know, but I, 
with everything being so digital nowadays and video games being so prominent, it's it's kind of a wonder that that the, the toys have kind of come down. Does that make sense? Because there there's not so much outside stuff. Like I don't even see you don't see the ads on TV for toys as much as you used to. And you know I always liked getting the the big holiday catalogs. I mean I know Hills is long gone, but like getting the Hills toy book for the holiday and you're like looking through it and you're like, Ooh, I want this and I want this, you know, and circling it and here, this is my Christmas list. Going to KB toys in the mall. Yeah. It's just, it, 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 I, I feel bad for today's kids because they just, that, you know, you don't, I feel they don't have that. And, and what, ooh, ah, do, do they have? I, I, I don't know. I also believe that they don't have as good of cartoons or television shows as we did. Oh. Because, you know, we grew up with All Real Monsters, Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, Legends of the Temple, Global Gus, and, you know, they got Spongebob. Yeah, they got Spongebob. You know, if they were lucky to be born before 2000. Yeah. Darkwing Duck. Ooh. I could listen to some Darkwing... Uh, Rescue Rangers? I could listen to some Darkwing Duck right now. DuckTales. Ooh. I mean... Yeah, I, I even say that. I'm like, what passes for cartoons these days? The the, the last hoorah for me for cartoons was uh, when Cartoon Network kind of got it started. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Cow and Chicken. Cow and Chicken. Dexter's Lab. Even the Powerpuff Girls. It was actually a pretty good cartoon. I'll admit it. Oh, it absolutely was. Like, most of the cartoons that are on... Cartoon Network were really good. And I don't know if anyone else remembers this, but there used to be Flash games on the Cartoon Network website. And one of my favorites to play, like, was a, like a summer camp game, but it involved, like, it was a top-down game, like, kind of like the original Legend of Zelda, where you played as the Cartoon Network characters, and you went around and talked to all the other different characters, and you had an objective, you had things to find. And I can't remember what the objectives, objectives were, but I remember it was like a summer camp for all the Cartoon Network characters, and it was, like, top-down, and you had to search around for items in order to beat the game. Anyway, um, yeah, we should probably wrap this up, because we could just go on about toys and... Oh, I will say, before we go, I know I just said we need to go. Have you seen the uh, the retro Hasbro figures yield? Did you ever collect the old-school WBF Hasbro figures? No, I did not. I wasn't much into wrestling as a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch it. Gotcha. Well, the, the retro Hasbro figures, they actually brought back and did a bunch of the uh, superstars of today in the old retro style of, like, plastic Hasbro figures. Mm, that I thought was really cool. That'd be cool. But they're also charging 10, 12 bucks for them, so I'm like, nope, not buying those. <laughs> retro style with today's prices. <laughs> nothing, oh, absolutely, nothing, yeah. Nothing says money grab, like hitting the nostalgia button, but charging you to what you pay for today. It's like... This is still plastic. You ain't gonna charge me my entire arm for this damn figure. <laughs> oh, but they will. <sighs> I mean, I've got friends who collect action figures, and like I've got a few. Like I've got my Ratchet and Clank action figures still in the uh, in the package. Captain Quark, Doctor Nefarious, the Smuggler, 
which comes with the Rhino. And you know what? Well, when I started playing Ratchet and Clank, I was like, man, you know what? I'd like to collect those. So, you know, I you know, roll them through Amazon, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> Not paying that price. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I missed the boat on, or I missed the, the boat for that. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I tried to collect all, like, all the Pokemon cards back when I was young, the the first the, the first groups that came out, the base, the fossil, and the jungle sets. And then I tried to collect all the Star Wars Episode One action figures, and I quickly realized that it's almost impossible unless you want to dump absurd amounts of money into that to collect them all, because they're just going to come out with another flavor of Battle Droid or Stormtrooper. So with the Russian Clank action figures, I saw them, they looked really nice. And I know they weren't super widespread, so hopefully they're actually worth something someday. Granted, no toys or, or cards that come out these days. Trade cards are worth anything now. But um, I decided, I was like, you know what? I'll buy a few of them, the ones I really like, and then I'm not going to buy anymore. Because as much as I like Ratchet, I didn't buy any of the Ratchet figures. I just wanted Nefarious, Quark, and the Smuggler. Bravo. I've, I've done that with my Pops. I, I haven't bought a lot of Pops. But the ones I've bought, I have, you know, have either been nostalgic to me or ones I like you know video game related I've got I think six seven pops so and and there are a few out there that I'm like wouldn't mind having that but I I don't I don't go all tricky crazy and buy them all yeah he went a little nuts on those um he did I'm surprised the goddess let him stay in the house. Still. I, I I got a uh, a buddy at work who has now gotten into the, the pop craze, and what he told me the other day, he's got, I think a hundred, if not just north of a hundred, pops that he's collected. I'm just like, man, bravo, sir! I'm glad that you are enjoying your collection. Me, I've got seven. That's the, that's like a thousand dollars right there because they're ten bucks each, right? Something like that. I got bills to pay. I got food to buy. I ain't got time to be spending a thousand dollars on pop figures. <sighs> I got video games to buy, man, and a backlog to get through that I'm not doing very well right now. I was doing well at the start of the year. Well, then you went back to Rocket League and Rock Band, and you're like, "Well, I gotta play these." I gotta play these. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, that was a good topic of the week. Unexpectedly so, Unexpectedly so. I like that. So, as Alex, we're going to clean this shit up. So, if you liked our topic of the week, you liked any of our topics, you can send us in an email. You can hit us a voicemail. You can use the SpeakPipe app. You can go to the webpage. You can click a button. You can leave us, or not just us, you can leave anybody on the staff, a writer, behind-the-scenes guy, web guy, Stream guy or girl, whoever, you can hit us up, leave us a voicemail, leave us an email. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you would also, if you would like to work for this awesome staff that is Proven Gamer, you can go to ProvenGamer.com. Up in the header, there's a Help Wanted tab. You click it, and we are looking for writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, YouTubers, streamers. Anything that you think that you would like to get started in the business or would like to help out, you can go there, leave your qualifications. Tricky will get back to you in a timely manner, and you can get the ball rolling. Um, if you would like to interact with us on the interwebs, 
you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, the show's got a Twitter handler. Or handler? <laughs> Let's try that again. The show has a Twitter feed, at Trophy Horse. The site can be found at Proven Gamer. You can get a hold of me at I Yield to No One, Tricky at Tricky Mick, Steven at Batchild. One. 27. 27. Thank you. I was totally going to get that wrong. I don't know Sid's off the top of my head. I know Sid's got a Twitter feed. I'm sorry. Alex, do you know it? Sitter's 1976. Okay, we'll go with that. That might very well sound right. So Sitter's 1976. And Alex has a Twitter feed. He's not much into the Twitters anymore, but you can still try and get a hold of him. He is at Sonosaurus Rex. You can join us on our uh, Facebook group where we all chime in with anything video game related or even show related. Um, you can hit us up the email address. As I mentioned earlier, you can leave us an email, trophyhorse at provengamer.com. Voicemails, there's a SpeakPipe app on the website, or you can hit us up with the phone number, which is 330-PROVEN-9, 330-776-8369. You can also interact with us with our PlayStation 4 communities. The site has one, Proven Gamer. The show has one called T-Dubs Brothel, because Shuhei won't let us say horse. And that's pretty much everywhere. I mean... Alex and I tried to do a Rocket League tournament, and it wouldn't let us call it Trophy Horse. Epic fail. And I have one called the Platinum Guild, where you can post your latest Platinum and chit-chat about it, congratulate people, brag about your Platinums, whatever. Um, you can listen to our other podcast on the Proven Gamer Podcast Network. We have a PG Spoilers, which Tricky said, someone recorded one. They will not let it die. Bravo, good Good pimper madam of the whoredom. That is absolutely awesome because PG Spoilers had become a running joke. Which, so I'm so glad to hear that. Um, you can listen to uh, Steven and Andy. Andy. I was going to say Andrew. I'm glad you said Andy. So listen to Steven and Andy on Nintendo Dual Screens. And we've got uh, Game Stuff, which is a general gaming podcast. And they're doing, they're all doing excellent work right now. So if you are interested in any of those or anything that we do, you can go listen to them. Leave us a five-star review. Or if you want to leave us a one-star review, you can. You'll probably get made fun of. But, you know, go like us. Leave reviews so we can tell us doing bad, good, or whatever. Listening to all those podcasts, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Formerly iTunes podcast. I like iTunes. I like the ring of that. But, you know. what? Yeah, it makes everything feel cohesive instead of having all these different names for everything. It does. I, You already have an Apple. So calling it Apple podcast seems redundant. I kind of like iTunes. It has a nice ring. Anyway, you can also find us on Stitcher. Your various podcast app. Your, your various podcast apps. There we go. I can speak English. Do I good. Google Play. Tune in. And you can find Trophy Horse and Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. There.
He didn't stumble through that too bad. You did just fine. We have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Humble Bundle. Alex, can you tell us about Humble Bundle? I certainly can. Humble Bundle is a charity initiative which allow they bundle a certain amount of games per month and you can spend money on those games. You can basically set your price for the bundle and that money that you get is donated to the charity of the, uh, I guess, of the developer's choice or the, the charities that are set up for the um, for the for uh, that specific bundle. So you get to pay what you want. <coughs> Sorry, folks, I'm fighting a cough here the last three years. But you basically set your own price, but there are different tiers. So the more you pay, the more stuff you'll get. The point where you might get extra games or you might get soundtracks. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff that you can get if you actually pay more. Uh, and, you know, again, it goes to charity, so it behooves you. It, it helps others, and you get a stack of games. You know, you may get six, seven games for 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Even if you pay 20 bucks instead of two, that's still a pretty good deal. So, um, yeah, Humble Bundle is just a charity initiative, and it's a way for you to get games on the cheap, but also be, be very helpful, and obviously with Extra Life, in the rear view and looking forward to the next year. We obviously like our chari- charitable events. We obviously like helping people. And it doesn't hurt if we can play video games at the same time. I've always got the link to Humble Bundle, the, the main page, um, on the in the Trophy Horse description for the, the show, for every show that releases. So if you can't find it, just go to, the tr- to ProvenGamer.com and look for the Trophy Horse episode and the show description, and we've got the link in there. Very good. Ah, uh, also... We're sponsored by Amazon. If you could, if you would, go to ProvenGamer.com. On the edges, I think it's on the right side of the screen, there will be an ad for, for Amazon. You click it, take you to Amazon. doesn't cost you anything. Continue to do your shopping as you normally would. They kick a little back our way and uh, helps keep the lights on, keep the website running at top speed. Maybe even light speed. We only move at light speed. We only move. Light, light speed's too slow. We must go to ludicrous speed. Except when the hamster stops running on the wheel. Then light speed's perfectly fine. It's a fast hamster. It's a very fast hamster. Twice as fast as your ass. Please, listeners, post on the Facebook page, write us whatever if you get that reference. I will be so happy if someone gets that reference. We are also sponsored by Extra Life. Alex, would you tell us about Extra Life? So, Extra Life was not this weekend, but the weekend before. It was the 3rd of November. I'm not really sure if they have set the date yet for next year. Probably not. (laughs) But, Extra Life is another charity initiative that Proven Gamer is involved with. Basically, what you want to do if you want to get signed up for next year... Well, actually, you can still sign up for this year because you can raise money until the 31st, until the end of the year. What you're going to do is you're going to go to extra-life.org and you're going to pick a... You're either going to sign up to play on your own, you're going to sign up to be part of a team, or you're going to sign up um, to create your own team. And you're going to pick a Children's Miracle Network hospital to represent. From there, at least for next year, any donations you collect for the rest of this year, uh, you're going to tell people that... Uh, you're going to tell them the hospital that you're representing. And the, the main thing that you want to tell people is if they're going to sponsor you for your 24-hour marathon. Again, Extra Life is all about helping ga- uh, healing kids and playing games. 
So you you play games for a full day, and you get sponsorships. You need to tell people that 100% of the money that you collect, donations go to the hospital that you've opted to represent. Again, the tagline is play games, heal kids. It's a win-win situation. Perhaps no better example of a win-win situation in this world than Extra Life. Uh, I do not have the total in front of me for this year's Extra Life. Yield, do you happen to remember what Tricky said last time we were on the show? thought he said we were north of $8 million. I tried to look it up before we started recording, but I couldn't find it because I was going to give a, a, a live update. But I know we were north of $8 million. I want to say almost 8.5 as as of recording last week. Was last year ten million? It was over ten million. I think right? we, I did, I do think we cracked the ten million mark last year. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can actually get past ten million this year too. I believe so. We still got you know a, a, a good month and a half left. And that's one of the great things about Extra Life is the community kept getting bigger and bigger, and actually the money that was donated kept getting bigger, getting bigger and bigger. So. Let's hope that we can eclipse 10 million, maybe 11 million. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but so if you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a 24-hour gaming marathon. You can go to extra-life.org. Spit that out rather fast, kind of stumbled over it. Extra-life.org, hyphen the symbol, not the spelling. Uh, And that'll tell you all you need to know about Extra Life to get you ready for next year. So our last sponsor, we we have a Patreon. If you would... Like to donate to it, head over to Patreon. You can do that. Uh, Tricky's got all that information. I, to be honest with you, I, I, I am, am doing a horrible job at promoting it because I don't know all the information. But if you go to our Patreon page, you can leave a, you know, leave your donation and it would be greatly appreciated. Uh, on that note, we're going to roll into shout-outs. Alex, would you like to go first? Sure, why not? I want to give a shout-out to, of course, the listeners, first and foremost, who are always the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horse. Without them, this show would not exist. You know, we <laughs> we all can talk at each other, but without the driving force of the, our listeners, the Trophy Horse would really go nowhere. So thank you all for helping us get on iHeartRadio, for even helping us get on iTunes in the first place. You know, on Spotify, uh, we appreciate everything you all do for us, for the show, for the community, uh, for Extra Life. So just thank you for being a listener and being a fan. We are truly appreciate you guys more than we can ever convey. Give a shout out to Yield for doing such a baller ass job of hosting. Thank you. Because there are just some weeks when even if Tricky's not here, I don't really want to host. And you did put the show notes together, so you kind of read all the stuff. You read all the topics. I did, and I didn't tricky it this week and read you word for word every article. He is the worst about that. Like, awful. I summarized it. I tried to hit the high points. Get the point across. Let's talk about it. Oh, we always talk about oh, it. Oh, we always do. But I want to give a shout out to Yield and to Tricky and Steven, who could not be here. As well as Troy. Troy's in the intro, so give a shout out to Troy and Sid, who gave us another excellent edition of, trophy, of Sophie's Trophies. Uh, I believe he's on the Arkham games right now still. So maybe Arkham Knight, Arkham Origins. We'll we'll, uh, we'll find out when we upload this, and I have to go back and delete this part because, well, if I'm wrong, then I don't want to look like I'm wrong. I don't want to look like a doofus. So uh, give a shout-out to uh, to Mark Trubisky, 
who's yields quarterback in final in fantasy football this week, who's got him over a hundred points, which is if you've ever played fantasy football, insane. That <laughs> that's insane. I will admit, I have to admit, uh, I, I my, my brother forgot to renew the league, so it, so I I started up the league. And I was trying to set it up the way he had it. So I was like, so we kind of did a bonus point thing, you know, 100 yard rusher, receiver, you got so many yards, quarterback throwing, you got so many yards. So we were throwing in some bonus points. I forget what quarterback, if you top, I forget what it was, 400, let's say 400 yards. You know, that, that's kind of an astonishing amount in, in a game to throw for four or 500 yards. So we're like, if you do that, you get like, 10, 20 bonus points or something like that. And I'm like, I haven't really ever set up my own leagues. I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. Well, the, the start of the year, everybody's throwing the football all over the place and quarter our quarterbacks are putting up like 100 points. And it's like, that's that's not right. <laughs> so, so I was like, I told everybody in the league, I'm like, bear with me. I'll adjust it next year. I do realize that my bonus points are kind of a skewed. My quarterback scored 109 points this week. I'm going to beat my brother. <laughs> well, lastly, I want to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Ashley. Always my supporter. Um, always there to help me catch Pokemon at Community Day. Yesterday was Cyndaquil Day, so she always um, is willing to tag along with me and uh, play Pokemon Go with me. And it's always, it's, it's more enjoyable with her. I, I like to play Pokemon myself, but also when I can get other people, especially other people I like with me, it's a much better experience because the whole raid battle system is built around a community and, and interacting with other people. So I do want to thank Ashley for always putting up with my nonsense, whether it be recording, whether it be playing video games, whether it be Pokemon Go. Uh, I love you, honey, and thank you for your ever-growing um, and always their support. I would like to give a shout-out to you, the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. Thank you for downloading, listening, doing everything that is Proven Gamer. I would like to give a shout to Alex for recording this evening. Always a pleasure. Uh, give a shout out to Steven and Tricky, who was unable to be here. Tricky's recovering from his 25-hour stream. I do hear he had a hiccup. I did see that he had an illness befall him in the middle of his stream and had to put it on hold. So hopefully all went well with that. A, uh, a shout out to Homer Good Stuff for a valiant effort. In fantasy football, my quarterback crushed you. So you will you will hear about it come Thanksgiving. I uh, sounds like you'll hear it sounds like you'll hear about it this week. I know it's fun. Um. Oh jeez, I had I had a list of of things and my my mind went blank. Um. Uh, trophy or um. <laughs> Platinum Guild mentions. No, not I, I need to do that. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do another add-on because it's it's quite long. People have been knocking it out of the park this year. Which I'm quite proud of. I, I, I wish I could compete with them, but they're they're knocking it out of the park. Um Oh fudgems. I had one and it and it left me. But anyway. Oh a shout out to Game Informer. Who where that was where I found most of my articles today. So shout out to the good writers at GameInformer.com who who had the source material that we had for our topics this week. And 
with all that, we'll bring 367 to a close. And I'm going to go play some video games, folks. So see you later. Later. I said, did your line, didn't you? God. Darn it. God. That was sad. My fucking God. Okay. Later. Peace out. There. I did it right this time. Bye, everybody. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.